He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together? <laughs> Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Tuesday, November 28th, 2023. I hope your week is off to a great start. And I hope you had a fine weekend. I hope you had a terrific weekend, a long one in the United States of America. And I hope you're back at it trying to make subtle, specific behavioral changes in your life that will lead to enduring outcomes over time. You're not going to redo it all in one day. There's no such thing as a 99-point play in any sport, okay? Except maybe cricket, which I don't know a whole lot about. But specific Subtle, specific behavioral changes on a day-to-day basis that lead to enduring long-term outcomes, positive outcomes for you. How's that? That's what I wish for you. It's like candy. You're so sweet. I was putting my daughter on a little cameo this morning. And uh, that song is great because you're so sweet. Knock me to my knees. But the rest of it is pretty boring. But that guy is awesome. Cameo with candy. You're so sweet. The rest of it is like, all right, let's just, let's just kind of, it's good for the barbecue, I guess. The new podcast for, format is the podcast will now, apologies to my early listeners, the people who, Historically, I've been listening to the podcast at 5 a.m. on Tuesday mornings, uh, East Coast time. I'm moving it back. <clears throat> you know what I'm doing? I'm moving it back a full seven hours. I hope you're not. I hope that. I hope that doesn't jam you up too much. But what I have found is, I would much rather, as I've told you before, record the podcast in the morning, as I'm doing right now. I'm recording this on Tuesday the 28th at 8 a.m. And I'm better, the podcast is better, and then I will have it out by 9 o'clock. So I'll record it and have it out within an hour's time. It's just, it's just better for, it fits better into my schedule than trying to do it Monday morning usually does not work uh, incredibly well because I'm now involved taking my daughter to school on Monday mornings and by the time I get back, etcha, etcha, etcha. Later on, the day has gotten away from me. You'll find me then at Barrio X Brewing uh, for the Monday night. <laughs> Monday night. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story about Barrio X in a moment, but uh, it's not without thought that I'm going to start putting the Tuesday podcast out at noon Eastern, just like the Friday podcast. So from now on, the podcast comes out noon Eastern. It also will make it much more reliable. Like today, you might have thought it was coming out at 5 a.m. and you're going to get it seven hours later on the East Coast. I just think it, it, it's a little more, it's it's a better podcast and it's a little more professionally um, issued What's the right word? Professionally uh, put out into the universe. So that's the new. That's the that's the thing. The podcast will come out noon Eastern every Tuesday and Friday. Thank you for the support. If you have any questions, comments, thoughts, curiosities, f- fucking criticism, if you want, send me some hostile email saying you know why I haven't left 
a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Here's why, dude. I'm still listening to all 300 and how many ever episodes there are. But here's why I haven't left a, a, a review, okay? And uh, I'm not going to do that until you make these subtle, targeted behavioral changes that lead to enduring and long-term outcomes. It's like candy. So that's the new situation. I'm recording in the 8 o'clock hour on this Tuesday. I also just put my daughter in the car uh, to go to school and she to be taken by my to be taken by my wife and she said this as I'm putting her into the car she said dada you get anxious when people's dogs go potty on our grass and I said no I get angry and she said well but she was right she meant anxious because what she knows I'm doing is she said because you don't want them to leave poop on the yard. I said, that's exactly right. And she said, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. So sometimes you're right and sometimes you're wrong. <laughs> and she's 100% accurate. I It does make me anxious when people have their dogs go potty on my grass because I don't want their dog shit on my grass left there. And them's kind of fighting words. Them is not kind of fighting words them's fighting words and so i'm anxious about am i going to have to get into it with this person at 7 15 on a tuesday morning and the big offenders are the people with little tiny dogs because you know they could leave a little tootsie roll um, that hides effortlessly behind some blades of grass but it was a keen observation because i'm i'm not prepared i'm not i'm not looking to have a confrontation at 7 15 in the morning but it's it's not out of the question. She was right, though. I, she said, you get anxious. I'm like, God, girl, why do you know that word? Because <laughs> your dad exhibits it when people leave their... It, it all starts with me. I'm pater familias. I recorded, which is rare, I recorded yesterday 20 minutes of the podcast and then chucked it or did or then i'm restarting over this morning i did i talked for 20 minutes about my feelings and i'm not going to do it today i'm just going to tell you what i did and then what i'm going to chuck away because i'd rather talk about good stuff like i think i got a show i got a room i i i think i have like limerick 2.0 or 3.0 in san diego i'll tell you that in just a sec tell you about that in just a second also i'll tell you a funny uh, tale about uh, our host at barrio x brewing the uh, offer he made me, which was very flattering. <laughs> Pardon me. The podcast that I recorded yesterday, I, for whatever reason, was aware that there are these commercials now that talk about a certain group of people in the United States of America who's, uh, who accounts for 2.4%, I think it's just 2.4% 2, 2 of the population in the United States of America. And this group of people is associated with this conflict that is happening in the Middle East right now and has happened for, you know, the last how many ever years uh, the state that, that is associated with this group of people has been in existence, right? You know what I'm talking about. 2.4% of the population and they, um, yet they are disproportionately targeted for hate crimes and this is awful and like, what the fuck are we doing? And totally get it. Duh. So these commercials... Essentially, they're saying, 
we are a tiny uh, percentage of the population, yet we are bearing the brunt of uh, 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 overwhelming majority of hate crime. And what I was talk, what I was trying to talk about on the podcast yesterday, and it, well, none of it was funny, which is probably ultimately why I decided to chuck it and start over. Is um, what there were two points I wanted to make. One is, and this is a, this is a tough point to make. If you only occupy 2.4% of, of the population, yet it seems like you've integrated quite well. Hats off to you. You know what I mean? I'm tipping my cap. You've shown resilience. You've shown vision. You've shown toughness. You've shown bravery. You've shown strategy, persistence, all these things. You know, it's going to cause resentment among some people. I'm not saying that resentment is, is warranted or founded. All I was saying is, um, and of course I say it from a religiously ignorant perspective. I don't know anything about religion, any of them. I don't know what an Abrahamic faith is. I don't know anything about religion. So if you've come here for religious ignorance, you, you've landed on the right spot of the, on the dial. My point I was trying to make was, it seems like for such a small percentage of the population, like, wow, that's all it is? Y'all have come up really, really well. Hats off to you. Like I said, there's a tip of the cap. However, I can see how some people would resent that. Or really, what it is is uneasy rests the, the head that wears the crown. The Patriots. Duke basketball. People hate those things because they've been successful. That's it. That was, that was my point. My point was, but I understand that it's, that it's much more than that also, which is why I was like, what, what do I... It's just sort of stuck out. But that's secondary what stuck, stuck out to me first, and that is what gives me fatigue and at times frustration is if we're talking about 2.4% of the population... It seems to generate an inordinate amount of media attention that uh, overwhelms me, you know, and it's like, fucking turn the page. I'd like to turn the page and who, who what group of people occupies more than, uh, you know, 2.4% of the population? Well, black people do. Let's, let's talk more about what's going on with them, you know? I don't know. And it was really going nowhere. I was just, I was trying to make the twin points. One... If we're talking about such a relatively small percentage of the population, let's afford that population, maybe this is the point of those goddamn commercials, let's afford that population 2.4% of the news coverage. And then also, just out of curiosity, what would happen to the hate crimes? Would they go down? Or would they happen in darkness? I don't know. But it was going nowhere. That's the point. I'm just saying, for my fatigue, You know, if there's a song and there's 2.4% of it that is uh, irritating, I'm not going to commit all of my attention, my day-to-day thought, what's happening with that 2.4% of the song. I don't mean for it to sound like I lack empathy or it's heartless. Anyway, this is why I sort of chucked it. I was going nowhere with it. Tell me about some other populations. I don't know. It just seems like for a such a small percentage of the population, there's 
a disproportionate hate crime, which is awful, but also disproportionate uh, ask of the neutral to attend to this situation. I tried to say it as apolitically as I could. And again, I'm getting out of here. <clears throat> I got a room. I think I have a room. I mean, I have a room. The show has not happened. But I have a room through persistence, through guile, through guts. <laughs> no, just through hanging around and saying, what do you think about we do a comedy show here? And they said, well, yeah, we could do it like once a month or every other week. And I was like, no, 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 it's, it's, it can't be like that because it'll never, it, that's too much uh, it's too much top-down growth. We want bottom-up growth. It has to be a weekly show. Here's my, here was my vision for any venue in San Diego that would take on a comedy show hosted by me, produced by me. It has to happen every week. It has to be dependable. It has to be familiar. It has to be almost unconscious for people to know, like they know, every Tuesday night in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, shit, where am I? Oh, Virginia, you know, there's a show in a bar. Now it's run by Luke Bentley. It used to be run by Joe Smith. Before that, it was Tom Russell. Before, as Neil Reddy said, the hosts of Limerick have been a, um increasingly unfunny straight white dudes. <laughs> Pretty good one from Neil. Uh, in a, in a, when he roasted me when I took it over years ago. It has to be, you have to expect that it's going to be there every week. You can't be like, oh, I'm in Virginia Highland. I think they have a show there. Oh, no, that's every other Tuesday, third Tuesday of every week and month. And it's all confusing. It has to be a regular thing. And what I also wanted them to know is it'll take time. It's not, it's not going to be an overnight sensation. That, I mean, we can't plan that it will be an overnight sensation. Certainly, we'll publicize it, try to have some good comics on. But it's just going to take time to prove the concept. Why? Because it's going to be, in, in my most self-righteous way, a, a real, capital R, comedy show where, where there's going to be a breadth of perspectives. There's going to be real talk. There's going to be things that might offend people. There's going to be uh, all sorts of challenging, a free-for-all, but that will have been curated by me over time. So the audience trusts me, trusts the show that they're getting. They know that if someone's saying wild shit, they're not doing it just to uh, be a troll or to be a provocateur or to be injurious. They're saying something... You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to make it what I think comedy should be. And, and, and that's very vain and self-righteous. It's not vain. Self-righteous, I guess. But I want to tell them we need time to prove the concept. People are going to have to learn what kind of show I put on. <laughs> and the guy was like, yeah, let's give it a shot. And so we're going to, I don't want to say the name of the venue to people out of town. It doesn't matter. Uh, I don't want to say the name of the venue yet because... Uh, we said we'd, do, we'd start in January just because the holidays have so much. We're almost in December, people. We're going to start Wednesday. It's going to be Wednesday night, January 10th, and I'm going to do it, model it much like Limerick. We're going to do a main show starting at 8 o'clock with six comics, seven comics, doing 10 minutes. And then starting at 9.30, going to do an open mic. 
I don't know if it'll be lightning round. It might be, maybe it'll be lightning round. I have to think about that or to be a little more proper mic. Maybe I'll just do lightning round, two minutes. Everybody gets two minutes because, you know, people who go to lightning rounds usually don't have a whole lot more than two minutes anyway. <laughs> we'll see. I think it might be two minutes. Anyway, they said, yeah, let's give it a shot. And I think they understand the parameters. This is a successful Irish bar that does not need me, nor does it need comedy at all. I think this is for them uh, icing on the cake, cherry on the sundae, whatever it is. They look like they do fine. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. A, because I need time. I need time to work on these jokes that that I have, okay? I just need to tell them. I need to practice them. Practice your little skits. I'm stoked for the time. I'm stoked for uh, something that makes me feel like I'm doing the comedy game a solid. Not like, I did that. I did you a solid. But I feel like I can make a positive contribution to comedy with a capital C if I host a room. If I do spots, if I bomb, if I show people how I bomb, if I rip, if I put up young comics and see them stretch, if I roast comics afterward, I feel like I can, and this is self-righteous, I know, but I feel like it's doing good for the comedy game. You know what I mean? I feel like I can make a positive contribution to, here, that's, that's it. I feel like I can make a positive contribution to comedy by running a room. And the plan would be to, like I said, from 8 until 9.15 or something, have a main show. At 9.30, we'll start lightning round. Call lightning round. Tonight till, till 11. Hard stop at 11. That's three hours of me investing my time there. With the, the idea that hopefully over time, lightning round will become a thing. And that I will uh, build a relationship with a younger <laughs> comic who can stay and run lightning round. And then I can get out of there at 9.30 and be home next to my beloved. We're almost, I think, thank Christ, finished with this Yellowstone show. The most ridiculous show I've ever seen. I don't know why we're still watching it. My wife, just because it's become a habit. This woman is so unbelievable and so insane. And uh, it's just, a, it's the, you know what it is? It's the dumbest show I've ever seen. It's the dumbest show I've ever seen. And it just gets dumber with each episode. It reminds me of the origin of like jumping the shark. Like now, now what's going to happen? They have sharks in, they have sharks. Wait a minute. They're water skiing in the mountains in Yellowstone. And now they're in outer space. It's just, it's so fantastic and so dumb. And I don't have the energy to detail every which way it is because uh, I'm watching it behind a paywall. Because why? Because I don't know if anybody's ever seen it that listens to this podcast. But if you write it, if you, you know what, it, I can generate some opinions about it if you write into the podcast, yesjoesmith at gmail.com or message me on Instagram at uh, yesjoesmith. And then I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> but that would be the plan would be to get out of <clears throat> over time get out of doing lightning round but i would like to do lightning round early and talk a little shit and roast people why not maybe 
maybe uh, yeah anyway so i'm stoked they said we can start in january the owner said yeah let's give it a shot and to me that means okay we're gonna try this and we'll see how it goes and that's all i can ask so i'm excited about having the time i'm excited about doing right by comedy the other thing that happens is this is a bit of a shortcut to gaining a little more cap. It's not why I'm doing it. It's That's why I listed it third here, taking a sip of water. And then coffee in just a second. It's why I've listed it third in the <clears throat> things that uh, it will bring me or I'll get out of it. The third thing, and lower on the list, not why I uh, set out to do it, is it's a bit of a cheat, it's a bit of a shortcut to more capital, more social capital in the scene, which hopefully will enable me to make moves, right? Oh, did you know there's a room over there? Who runs it? Oh, that guy from Atlanta. Oh, hell yeah. Cool. You know, like, like because I can't, I can't go work at a club. You know what I mean? I can only hang out so much. Uh, I've chosen to try to do that at the comedy store on Tuesday nights, even when I don't get on. I don't know, I don't think anything's really coming of that, but I'm still going to keep doing it, you know. But if I run a room, if I have a good show, or at least a decent show, I would think it would, it would provide me a little more social capital in the San Diego comedy scene. So I'm stoked. It's also minutes away from my house. It's an Irish bar on a busy San Diego street. It's been around forever, and I'm really grateful that they want to give it a shot. I'm also this much leery of you know them changing their mind before it's actually started. But right now, it's set to be <laughs> starting January Wednesday, January 10th. So that's where I'll be Wednesday nights. I used to be at the Laughing Skull on Wednesday nights. Now I'm going to be at this new spot. Uh, I have a name in mind for it, and then... Uh, hosted by me at this pub. So stay tuned, stay stay hungry, stay persistent, stay golden, pony boy. Stay uh, persistent. I'm really uh, excited about it. Now I have to find comics to be on the first show. I'm going to have Barunji because he's my only friend out here, uh, comedy-wise. And then uh, I'll have to find a handful of other other comics. So that's, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, well, good. Good for you, dude. Have some more coffee. I went down to, here's my Barrio X, Barrio X story. I want to make sure that uh, these are, you know, always 45 minutes, but I also want to make sure that today, when I say the new time is going to be uh, noon Eastern, that I, I hold myself accountable to that. And that means that the podcast has to be posted within 20 minutes so let's see. Let's see if we can we, we can do it. We can do it. I'm not. It's not going to come out to a full 45, but I can get you close to 40 minutes. The guy who, first of all, the guy who runs Barrio X Brewing, open mic on Monday night. I told you has really been sweet to me and welcomed me, treated me with respect, gives me a bunch of time. Done more for me in the San Diego comedy scene than <laughs> than anybody else. I've told you about my fondness Monday nights, Barrio X Brewing, 
uh, Leo's behind the bar. I know the bartender's name, Leo's behind the bar. And the host of the show sometime about, maybe after last Monday night, sent me an Instagram message saying, hey, good morning, how's it going? Whatever the case is, how's it going? Send me your number, I, I want to talk to you about something. Uh, this is a person I know as a comic, you know, hosts, hosts that show, that mic, and I'm a comic. So my first thought, and also this is the week of Thanksgiving where I'm, I did Barrio Logan to get ready for those shows with Ian Bag. I had a fucking monstrous blast at that, at, uh, it's called the Grand Comedy Club, owned by Adam Wasserman, who is comedy first, I talked about on the last podcast. It was a big feel good, feeling good about comedy week, feeling good about comedy in San Diego week, Thanksgiving, etc. So he sends me the message, I don't know, maybe last Tuesday, and I, I sent him my number. He said, give me your number. So I sent him back my number, and then I sort of recalled um, my dad, dad, got fished, and he fell, he kind of fell for part of it, I think. And, uh, you know, felt embarrassed. But he's, you know, he's 70. Jesus, how old is he? My dad, born in 46, 77 years old. You know, you're going to get fished. But it's still, he's sharp still and doesn't, he, he felt bad about it. And I felt bad for him. And, uh, you know, <laughs> That's my next thing that now I'm going to have to start worrying about my parents getting fished. And then pretty soon I'm going to have to start worrying about myself getting fished. And I, as soon as I sent him back the number, I was, I was like, am I getting fished right now? <laughs> Is that the right way to say it? Not catfish, but you know what I mean? Hacked? I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but I was like, oh shit, I just got this message from this guy and said, sure, here's my number. And, and here's, I didn't, and here's my password and credit card number. I sent him my number and then I looked and he hadn't read it and Instagram, you may know, you can unsend the message. So I unsent the message and then said, hey, did you get hacked or are you fishing or is this you? Anyway, send me your number and I'll give you a call. <laughs> that's just that's just me peering out through the mini blinds. Who's on my street? Whose little dog is pooping on my grass? Who's coming for my password? <laughs> Under the guise of the host of a Monday night open mic at Barrio X Brewing, which makes good beer. We're going to have beer sponsors on this show. I haven't done a lot of commercials over the years because I've tried to keep it... <laughs> because uh, Spotify will, will make the commercial opportunities available to you. But again, we want organic growth here. I would like to have this podcast not be sponsored by, but I would like to have advertisements by... Barrio X Brewing and Pilsner Urkel. After a pretty significant uh, separation from beer over my life, I've come around to enjoying about three quarters to one and a half Pilsner Urkels. They are absolutely delicious. They also are twelve bucks a six pack, so it's 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 not nothing. Maybe even more. So like, well, that's a lot of money for a six-pack. But now with inflation, everything costs a ton of money. And I live in the most expensive city. And I send him back 
give me your number. And he's like, yeah, LOL, not getting hacked or whatever. This is me. Send me your... He, he sent me his, he sent me his uh, number. And I don't think I, I got back. I, I didn't text him until, I don't know, maybe the day after Thanksgiving, saying I'm around if you want to give me a call. We finally connected. And, and I'm thinking when a comic asks you for your number or they want to talk about something with you, they either want something from you. But that's usually me being on the other side. I don't have anything to offer anybody in San Diego capital-wise until I got my room. Now I do. <laughs> so everybody who was a dick to me, which is zero. People in Atlanta were way more asshole. There were way more... What's the right way to say it? Nobody in San Diego that, I, that comes to mind has been a dick to me doing stand-up comedy. Nobody. I can name a dozen, if not dozens of people that were assholes to me in Atlanta when I started. And you know what? That's probably why it's a good scene. You just have to, you have to tough it out. You have to tough it out through not just those tough rooms, but, um, you know, the gatekeepers and the shit talkers and the side swipers that are out you know they're for people starting out doing stand-up you have to here's what i'm empathizing with you're probably funnier than a lot of people that you see above you in the hierarchy you just don't know how to do it yet they might know how to do stand-up comedy better right I, we know that being funny and being a good stand-up are different things the people who can do both of them are the monsters the best but there's this phase you go through as an early comic where you're like i know i'm funnier than that person who is above me in the comedy hierarchy who also is giving me shit who is not making me feel welcome who's trying to exclude me who might be openly hostile to me whatever the case might be and you just have to keep punching and punching and punching and learning to get better at the craft so that you can rise to a place where you can take them down as a comic, not take them down like, you know, with fists or anything like that, but, or, or, you know, message board bullshit. You can take them down because you're a better stand-up comic. You always knew you were funnier than them, but now you're not only are you funnier than them, you're a better comic and then, then it's over. I had numerous people in Atlanta that did not, that were overt. And I'm not alone, okay? But I, anyway, what is the point? Why don't you dig up some old wars? <laughs> Comics, starting out, just keep punching. Keep going straight. Don't, someone said, find other comics who share your comedy values. Meaning, hard work. Keep writing. Staying, you know, sober enough. Keep pushing valuing jokes, doing what's best for your act, all that stuff. Usually, when a comic reaches out, they have something or they want something from you. But like I said, I don't have anything to offer anybody here in San Diego. So I was kind of wondering what this guy wanted. The other thing I was curious about, because you, you've heard me talk about trying to gain footing in San Diego, is Holy shit, maybe he wants to do a show. 
Maybe he has a showcase somewhere and he can put me on it. Maybe this, maybe that. Maybe he actually books the, the comedy store in LA and I can get in there. You know, like, did she look at me? Wait a minute, I think she blinked her eyes. I think she loves me. You know, like that sort of like motivated cognition. So thirsty for an opportunity in San Diego that, you know, I see his, hey, I have something I want, I want, I want to talk to you about. As a, this could, this could be it. You know, there is no could be it moment. It's just a series of those moments, but I was pretty hyped. I was pretty hyped. I was optimistic, curious to say the least. And I finally connected with him the other day, yesterday, Monday. And he said, hey, Thanks for calling, or sorry, Mr. Call. Glad we could connect. Uh, I just want you to let you know I'm uh, also, you know, my day job is in financial planning and wanted to see if we could establish a relationship out of comedy uh, to discuss your financial goals and <laughs> how I could help you achieve them. That's right, a stand up comic, uh, sorry, a host of an open mic. <laughs> reached out not because they wanted to talk comedy, because they wanted me to do a show with them, because they wanted me, I said to them also previously, anytime you need a host for this show at Barrio X, let me know. I would love to do it. <laughs> he wanted to manage my money. <laughs> and he and he was, he's relatively young, and I told him as soon as he was telling me this, I'm like, this is a bit, dude. Like you, you, This is going to be a bit. Uh, it's not really funny right now. It's just funny because I was incredulous. He's like, so, I'd, uh, you know, we can talk about long-term, short-term strategies, offensive and defensive consideration of interest rates. He was way too fast in his pitch. It was like, you can tell, it, it seemed like a cold call where he's trying to say everything he could to keep the person from hanging up. But that's all it makes the person want to do is hang up because you're being overwhelmed with this avalanche of words. And he goes build a relationship, establish a relationship outside of comedy, X, Y, and Z, what do you think? Uh, would you be interested? And I said, absolutely not. No. <laughs> no. And he's, and he's like, okay, why? Uh, why? I'm like, because I, I think we're okay. I think, I think we're, you know, we could probably be better. We could be more tax-wise, all these other things. We don't have the biggest nest egg, but what we do have, I think we're, we're not uh, eroding and, you know, I think it's it's doing it's doing what it's supposed to do. And I'm glad you think so much of me as a comic that you think I uh, have so much money that it needs your management. And I love, and I said to him, I, I said, dude, I appreciate it. You got to shoot your shot. You never know. You got to shoot your shot. No worries. Um, but no, thank you. You can't, you know what I mean? Like you can't even... Here, here's the, the close to the story. I said, I appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out. And then he's like, yeah, okay, man. Have a good one. Like he was quick to like wrap it up. And I said, okay, I'll see you tonight at Barrio X Brewing. And he said, um, he said, what did he say? He said, oh yeah, I'm not hosting. Someone else's. And then in a cruel twist of fate. I got down to Barrio X at a little past eight o'clock and it was empty. 
It was only Leo behind the bar. And I said, what's going on? He's like, there were only a few comics here, and everybody went home. So then I texted the guy, and I was like, hey, man, if you want me to invest with you, <laughs> you better keep this fucking mic going for more than 45 minutes because you know I have to put my daughter to bed and all that. Anyway, uh, I hope... Well, I got to get this up. It's just a scatter shot. I, I got to get this up by the appointed hour. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you on Friday. Thank you.